This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 on a WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And Coors Light, get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or the Instacat by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And PropSwap, it's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 of bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. It's Stable Duel. It's a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes and you can win as much as 40K with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to go get started today. And of course, don't forget to go download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, DJs. Welcome back to the bye week edition because we don't give a fuck about the Zurich. It's your boy, Boston Capper, and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, what's up, baby? How do I sound tonight? You sound uh, sound like a human, so that's good. You don't I sound know. like the, the cigarette commercials, like nah, 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 nah. Yeah, you oh. don't sound like that, so that's good. I have to turn those off. Those make me actually uncomfortable. See, like, you think it makes you uncomfortable? I smoke. That is true. <laughs> that is your future in about like ten years, sir. I, dude, listen, I got I, I I got some more nicotine gum. I'm gonna think I'm gonna make another effort here. I'm gonna see because yeah. I, I, I mean, hear these things. And I'm getting to, I'm almost, I mean, I'm not almost 40, but I'm getting close to 40 and it's like, all right, uh, I should probably stop. Yep. I mean, we're probably, hopefully we do this for another 20, 30 years and I don't want to nice. sound like, uh, Uncle Ned from, uh, or no, or who's, or who's his buddy on South Park? The hunting buddy? Or no, that was Uncle Jim and, and Ned. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of South Park. I've caught some of the newer stuff. Like, all right. Well, anyways, all right. From my childhood, there's a character with a voice box and you probably, you were going to sound like that. You know, it's <laughs> great. So that's how this show is going to go today. This is going to be off the rails. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that has nothing to do with the zero. No, nothing. I don't even listen. I'll post like my two or three bets because I'm a degenerate. I can't help myself um, tonight. Probably in between pods. And, uh, but other than that, like, I'm not talking about the fucking event. Who cares? Yeah. So, so I, the only thing I did was I took Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. Cause I, I like that team. I think they're going to play well. Apparently everybody thinks they're going to play well. Yeah. Them. I took that so team that as well. So does, so does everyone um, else on Twitter. So all I did was I took their top 20 and made cut props and I parlayed them with a bunch of series prices for the NBA. And I got them down to minus 120, which sounds pretty good. Unfortunately, one of those was the Suns and Devin Booker got hurt. Yeah. But he's only going to be not up to the games though. Yeah. But they could, they could be down 3-1. I mean, they could so, be. I'm just, trying to give you, I'm just trying to give you a silver lining, bro. That's all. Okay. If they if they split the next two, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling okay. But I think it, it's the Bucks, it's the Warriors, I think somebody else too. So, and I got, I was able to get that out of minus 120. I'm like, all right, that's great. I think Burns and the Horse are going to play well. Minus 120 for a top 20 and make the cut. Pretty good. But all those teams have to come through. And that's why I don't bet on it. Right, that's enough, Zurich. That's enough, Zurich. Let's okay. Move on. All right. We're done. <laughs> so. Why don't we get some life updates sure. before we kind of like get into a uh, couple of things we want to talk about tonight. So yeah. why don't you go first? Like, you know, what's going on with you lately? You know, what do you got coming up and anything you uh, just want to talk about? Uh, so I literally uh, put my house on the market today. Wow. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's breaking news. Yeah. The uh, the cleaners uh, for the photographs are supposed to come Monday. Okay. They texted me at 11 o'clock on Monday. Hey, schedule change. I can't do it. I'll let you know when I can. Oh. Okay. 
So I got the photographer going for, uh, t- yesterday at fucking four o'clock. So I'm like, I spent all fucking day like scrubbing and cleaning and like staging the house. So that was super fun. But, uh, yeah, that'll be on the market this weekend, man. And, uh, hopefully I can cash in the equity so I get rid of my, uh, my triple digit, uh, IRS debt and all the rest of my debt. And, uh, yeah, listen, go buy, uh, go buy another house and, uh, and downsize a little bit because hopefully my 18 year old will be out of here at some point. And, uh, yeah, other than that, man, I uh, went to the range today, worked on the, worked, worked on the pitching. We've been talking yeah, about let's that. talk about that. I watched, I, I want to give him credit. I can't remember his fucking name. Um, I watched some video and I've watched multiple videos. This one made sense to me. Like, okay. and I went out there and I did it. Listen, it wasn't great. It wasn't great, but I was not sculling it at all. I was short a little bit, but I started to get the rhythm. That's all I did. I pitched and chips. The entire time. I, oh, I, I took like 20 swings with the driver because me and you were talking. I, I thought I was swiping it. I still can't figure that one out. But I'm going out tomorrow playing solo for the first time ever. Like wow. uh, with some Real randos. Uh, the fucking, the, my least favorite course, Cimarron, the one with water on every fucking hole and the greens are always shit. But it was the only, because I dropped my kids off at the bus stop at 8.30 or my last kid at the bus stop at 8.30. Like I, I, I needed like a 10 o'clock tea time. Man, that was the only thing that had a 10 o'clock tea time. Even though it's a Thursday, like, how, I can never get a good tea time on a Thursday. Like, what do you people do down here in Florida? Like, who, who's, is no one working? It's, it's still pandemic times. It's still pretty lax. It hasn't know? been you, pandemic in Florida for like two years, bro. That is true. But there's still work from home <laughs> policies where you can probably fake it and you'll get yeah. out to the course and stuff. That's like that. I mean, you put like your instant messenger app on your phone, just oh. refresh it so it looks like you're active, but you're on oh. the golf course. That's, that's, I mean, why are you blowing me up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it, man. So hopefully, uh, oh, and, uh, my 19th wedding anniversary was on Sunday and we're going up to Savannah. I'm staying in the, uh, Marshall house, which is apparently like one of the most haunted houses in Savannah. I don't believe in any of that shit. My wife does though. And, uh, it cracks me up. She's like, you gotta stay awake. I was like, I'm gonna be dead fucking asleep. So good luck. <laughs> are, you, are you gonna mess with her? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm 100% messing with her. You know, like, you know, like creek random things and stuff like that. What was that? Oh yeah, yeah. I was actually, uh, I actually went to uh, Walmart to see if I could get some fishing line today, so I could try to figure out some stuff to like pull around the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good gimmick. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> gotta figure. Good. Hopefully, hopefully there's like stuff movable. It's not gonna break. This first of all, this like uh, this weekend is insanely expensive in Savannah. It's nuts how expensive it is. And it's because we got married around spring break, and so it's like the spring break pricing. It's fucking nightmare. Yeah, but what's going on with you, buddy? All right. Well, um, so why don't we give a quick health update since uh, last week? Or it sounded like I was dying. <laughs> you did sound like so, you were dying. Yeah. So I went to the doctor. Um, they gave me an antibiotic and a steroid and it worked great. It actually, my voice cleared up in about 48 hours. I started to feel better. Um, unfortunately I started to get really agitated. No way. Um, <laughs> yeah. And combined with like, you know, we're going on vacation next week. It's a little stressful just getting ready for it. A little tense in the house. <laughs> but uh, now I understand why people roid rage. Because I only had like a little dose of it. I was just so irritable. Like I, like everything. They're like even like, I think like we were talking about something. I was getting like kind of mad at you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. For no, I'm like, why am I mad at him? Like it's just like, I don't know. Like, I would, like you just get like so irritable with that stuff. So I'm finally off it. In a good mood. Uh, unfortunately, I got sick again. Uh, so my wife brought home a cold and gave it to me. So it's not as bad. Like I'm no, just a little stuck up. near as bad. No, I, no, I'm not losing my voice. I mean, the doctor think thinks I had walking pneumonia. Uh, and the masters, and we'll get to that after the break. Yeah. Um, basically pushed me over the edge. 
But otherwise, things are good. Um, just some like actual like like so obviously part of my job here is a sports gaming podcast, and uh, I was recently uh, promoted to editor for uh, the golf content, which is great. Which means a little less writing for me, but now I'm technically your boss, which is good. <laughs> Fuck off, you know. Um, and then I also got promoted in my day job. Yeah, that was a good controller. one. That's that's going great. Um, so that you know, it's kind of giving me a little bit of rejuvenation as far as like you know with that. So that's good. Uh, and then we're on vacation next week. We're on the Outer Banks, so we're uh, we're actually driving separate. So my wife is going to Richmond to visit a friend uh, tomorrow, and then Friday I am packing up the kid and the dog. We are stay overnight in a hotel in West Virginia. Uh, we're gonna spend the night because I'm not spending 11 straight hours in a car with my daughter, and then we're gonna get there on Saturday and do what we always do in the Outer Banks. We are gonna rent a beach house, uh, relax, cook good food, go yep. to good uh, restaurants. I'm gonna golf at least once, maybe twice. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Mags, shout out to Mags, Mags golf links. Yep. So, uh, hopefully I don't have the shanks like last time, but I'm actually, I'll feel, we'll talk about that, uh, uh, in the, we're gonna do another show after this. Uh, we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, things are good. Um, and then why don't we just talk about like just golf handicapping, just sure. in general. How you feel like if you gotta grade yourself this year, how, how would you say you've done? B minus. B minus? C minus, okay. C plus. Okay. I think you're being a little hard on yourself. You've gotten yeah. a couple first round leaders. You've had, yeah. I think you have three outrights. Yeah, three outrights, a couple first round leaders. And that's, and that's also not including, we had a really good fall. Yeah, we did have a really good fall, but I'm, I'm counting after the fall swing. Okay. All right. So starting January 1st. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so what do you think? It's, it's been fine. Like, it, I just, I think I need to be more disciplined. And I'm not even like a live outright ad guy. Like, I don't typically do that. Like, it's very rare that I do that. I'll usually just take my L's and fucking try to do it on the matchups, right? Because I hate trying to, I hate trying to chase. I feel like it's throwing good money after bad, um, with me anyway. Um, I just think I need to be more, more disciplined on like certain Sundays and like just digging in my heels on stances and just fucking being completely unmovable on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not that, being, that's a, not like you at all to dig in, dig your heels. No, nah, definitely not. That's, that, that's not a personality trait of mine at all. But like, as far as like being able to take in new data and new information and, and realize that a golfer is, is, is changed something and is doing better based on X, Y, Z and, and actually putting money behind it instead of my preconceived notions or biases. Like I need to be better at that. Okay. Or like some guy just is playing bad and just doesn't give a shit on Sunday. Yeah. And you're just like, he's, he's going to turn around. He wants his money. Right. He, he just wants to get out of there and yeah, you know, exactly. go home. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I would give myself a B. I think I've had a good season so far. Yeah. Um, I've only nailed three outrights, but I've had a lot of close calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I've been really close on like a huge year. Oh, yeah. Um, I've changed my betting philosophy a little bit with positionals, opening up the top twenties and forties more. That's gone really well. Uh, I had a great Masters, um, other than being there, just gambling wise, <laughs> because I structured my card. And, and, and this is maybe something I want to talk about too a little bit. I don't know if it's just me, but it just seems like, and we've talked about it a little bit too. It just seems like this industry is so obsessed with the outrights. Yeah, of course, it's the flashy. It is. Yeah. But that's not how you really make money in this thing. It's no. by props and matchups and positionals and grinding out stuff. And that's kind of how I structure my card every week. Like maybe 15% of my total units laid is just on outrights. 
Mm-hmm. But most of it's matchups and positionals. And like with the Masters, more than half was tournament props, and I did great there. <laughs> and then I found an angle with my book about they were hanging 71 and a half and 72 and a half on their round scores. And I punished them Thursday through Sunday or Thursday through Saturday with going 39 16. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, and, but like that stuff, no one really cares about. It's all about, Hey, did you have Scheffler or not? It's kind of sad a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like I feel like we talked about it. Like I don't know, man. I feel like it's just content. Like I, like yeah. people like, people like to listen, hear what we have to think. People are going to make their own bets, right? Pick your own losers. Right. You know what I mean? Like fucking yeah. as, as Nagels always says, pick your own fucking losers. So, uh, I mean, look, it's always nice to hear it out, right? And like you said, we don't do this for a living, but this shit, man, I would like to. And I approach it as that. You know what I mean? Like, all right, so if I, what would I need to do? How would the allocation need to be? Like, it's not just betting outrights. It's grinding over, it's grinding over matchups. It's grinding over tournament props. And, and because of you, I've actually been doing a lot better, uh, with well, thank the prop, with the props this year. Yeah. Uh, like the tournament props, the positional props, those never got me moving. Um, but yeah, man, I like doing the top twenties and top tens now. It, it gives me a different sweat on a Sunday and it actually helps me not just fire good money after bad because I still have something else to sweat on a Sunday. So yeah. typically if my outrights are dead, that's when I'm starting to fucking get cute on, <laughs> on Sunday and going nuts with the matchups just to try to get, you know, a, a, enough money to make me, uh, make me happier and be like, okay, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about matchups for me for a second. And yeah. I, I need to talk about the, uh, this is where I need to do better. So last winter, I did that research column about like pre-tournament matchups. Should you blindly yep. bet underdogs? And it kind of dovetailed into just this general trend I found. And what I think I'm finding this year is that it might have been just a one-year thing. Okay. Um, I have fundamentally, I up until this point have fundamentally changed what types of matchups I was going for pre-tournament. It has not been all that successful. Now, do yeah. I need to just keep with it? And maybe this is just a streak, but we're now in like April. Yeah. And there was a period, like, on the West Coast swing, between then and, like, the Honda, I was crushing it. And for the last six weeks, I've been just straight up bad with pre-tournament <laughs> matchups. And I got to apologize to the listeners. Like, it's, and, and it actually, like, it's not, like, embarrassing, but, like, it, I think that hurts my pride the most. Cause, like, I, like, for years, I've been the matchup guy. Mm-hmm. Like, just nailing stuff. Yep. And it hasn't gone well. And I think I need to maybe just go back to my old ways and stop overthinking it. Uh, what I did figure out though is I think some in tournament stuff. I tried something new last week at the Heritage. And I went three and zero. Oh. Basically, just I'm deciding. Just I don't care who you're paired up with. If you're a bad putter and you had a really good day the previous day, I'm just fading you. I don't care. And I did that and went three and zero, oh, and that actually ended up saving my week a little bit. Nice. Um. And I also noticed too. I got a little too into like so. Data Golf has. I'm not a big EV guy with outrights, but with matchups, I feel like just there is some value to it a little bit. Cause like there is a difference between like paying like minus 135 when it should be like minus 110. There yeah, is a absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I try not to get the bad value and stuff, but what I'm noticing for the last like, like I've been following for the last couple of years, there comes a period in the year where their data just kind of isn't catching up to how things actually are. And I think we're actually in that stage. Like a lot of things I've noticed that, <coughs> excuse me. A positive EV for them is just getting blown out and yeah. just it's not making sense. And I think they're starting to lag a little bit. So maybe just starting to ignore that a little bit, just going more of my instincts, trusting what I'm actually watching in front of me right now. And I think coming out of this and, you know, going to the Mexico Open next week, which, um, you know, we'll talk about a little bit how that's going to go uh, later on. Um, 
I, I think I'm going to change my approach a little bit, come out of this break new with a new perspective and hopefully be a little better for you guys and for me. Cause I really do care about the matchups and it does bother me. Like, like I, like, I, like it is money. It, it, like obviously I won't win money, yeah. but I, I it, there is a lot of ego in this business too. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And there's a lot of ego in being right and knowing that I'm doing a good job for you guys and I'm holding myself accountable. Yeah. And I need to be better in that department. So that is my mission after this bye week to be much better with matchups and to just stop. Just trust myself. I know this stuff. All right. Until he figures it out, you just follow my matchups. They've been pretty good this year. They've been very, <laughs> yeah. like you've been killing matchups. I've been yeah. killing mostly positionals and yeah. like props and stuff like that. So combined, like we've been helping out a lot of people. Absolutely, baby. Fucking there breaking them books, son. There you go. All right. All right. Why don't we take a break and then, uh, I'll finally talk about the masters. Let's go. All right, so you guys got to make sure you get down on the win bet, $10 to win, $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you to win up to $200 in free bet. Plus, win bet casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And, of course, don't forget to get involved in all their same-game parlays with Win's Build Your Own Bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you need to do is download the WinBet app and visit wynnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Okay. All right. We've been waiting now. We've been waiting. The man on the ground caught laryngitis, dodged BK again, right? Didn't want to talk to him. So because your voice was so bad, we haven't got the stories yet. Let's talk about your experience at the Masters, man. Well, I have a lot. And this yeah. is going to be different just because, like, I think most of the Masters, like, obviously these people weren't there. Yeah. This is going to be more the experience. And I think yeah, this actually absolutely. is going to have a little more of a shelf life, you know, as far as, like, re-listenability and everything like that. Like, I think I'm going to try and help people tonight. So – why don't we first get to the bad parts of the trip? Okay. Okay. Augusta? No. Well, <laughs> thank you. So I flew direct from Rochester to Atlanta, which is great. Atlanta is a terrible airport. One of the worst I've ever been to. I will beg to differ. And the reason is, do you know what my reason is? Let's see. How what is your you, reason? Did you pay attention in the airport? Yes. Did you notice something that most other airports don't have? Smoking room. Oh. <laughs> you can smoke. Well, you, but not me. <laughs> exactly. Yes, they have a smoking room for you. Yes. But for people like me, they have two trains and yeah. long walks, and the yeah. uh, even on the trains, it's not like proper. Like they don't like really identify very well where you're stopping. That's not <laughs> did go good. To, did you go to the international terminal? <laughs> no, I didn't. So basically, I had so I got off. I took one train to. The, uh, luggage area. Now I take another train to the rental car place. Met my dad, uh, who was, uh, hungry and tired and also needed a cigarette. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was in a great mood, but we, uh, <laughs> met up. Um, another bad part is the drive to Augusta. Not great. We got to drive to Atlanta Nightmare. and the, and the app, uh, took us through not some great places, but we got Fucking there and it was just Georgia. Yeah, and it was just a straight shot to like I down I I think I twenty or something to Augusta. Mm-hmm. Yep. You just want to get there, like you're tired. And then Augusta. Uh I know Ryan Kramer, uh host of the Sports Gambling Podcast, has been to Augusta and he described it to me as basically just a southern town with a bunch of strip malls and chain restaurants, and he's exactly right. Yeah. That's Literally he went off the exit, there is a Outback Steakhouse. 
and uh, like Krispy Kreme, and, like Bonefish, like Bonefish no back. They got they got one. They have one restaurant group owning the town. Basically, yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, so my dad though he wanted dinner that night, and where he wanted was Waffle House. Yeah, the worst. So there was us and three other people there. With three teeth. Yeah, because at five o'clock, why are you going to Waffle House for dinner? So we <laughs> had dinner. Fine. It was a hash brown bowl. It was what it was. And then we went so to you should have texted me. I would have told you not to get the waffles. Huh? I said you should have texted me. I would have told you not to get the waffles. I did get the waffles. My dad got the waffles, and they're not very good. Yeah, they're I, I got, I got a oh, hash you got the brown, hash brown bowl. Hash brown bowl, which actually wasn't bad. That's not so bad. Whatever, dude. It's, it's, it's trash. It's hangover food. Waffle House is 2 a.m., leaving the bar. I need to get something in my belly. Right. This was 5 o'clock. I just stepped off an airplane. I want to get to the Masters. <laughs> then the next day. So we went Friday and Saturday. Um, so we got to the entrance. And what it was described to me is basically Disney World, this whole experience. Well, that's exactly <laughs> true. It basically was security, like, going through. We had, like, Special forces with a bunch of guns and making sure like nobody got in. Yeah. But going through security, it's basically everybody gets in line, you know, go through the metal detectors, everything like that. And then once you're inside, it is just spotlessly clean. It literally does like, like the walkways and the buildings. It's just, it's heaven. It's perfect. <laughs> and the first thing I noticed was birds. Because None of them. No, there are birds there. I thought they piped that shit in. Okay. But let me explain. There are birds on the property. There are birds <laughs> flying around their tiny little finches. Okay. There are some ultrasonic speakers, I think, near like the pro shop and the concession area that I think deter the birds. Okay. But you can't keep them out. They're definitely no, there. The They're on the golf course. I think actually, um, somebody got a video, like there was a big flock of these finches. They flew by like a bunker. So it's proof. There are birds at the Gus National. But they don't make that much noise. So I came back on Sunday and I watched the final round and there was a lot of bird noises. I'm like, oh, it was not like that. Yeah, that's, that's what everybody famous. says. Yeah, that's what everybody so, yeah. says. Yeah. So the bird noises are definitely piped in, but there are actual birds at the golf course. I mean, I didn't they think they had some fucking net up around Augusta to keep birds out. No, it's mostly, I think, like, they have, like, little speakers on the trees to, like, kind of deter yeah. them. But they're yeah. flying around. Okay. So... What you do then, we got to the course at seven, everybody lines up the front gate and they just wait. They wait. And then you basically have to plan out because how it works there is you have like, you basically get like these green foldable chairs. And as long as you put it down and you have like a business card in there, no one's going to touch it. That's crazy. You just put it, leave it, go walk around and then you can come right back whenever you want. But you got to plan out where you want it. And there's popular place around the golf course. So where we wanted to sit on Friday was behind the second green. And basically, that's a really good place to sit. It's a little bit of a high area. So what you can do is if you're behind the second green, you can obviously watch the approach shots into two. You can also see the approach shots going into eight. You can also turn around and see the green on seven. And you can watch the tee shots on three. Great area. Great spot. Yeah, good spot. Really good spot. Like to see four holes at once, it's good. So, uh, we basically power walked. Well, I power walked. Dad has an artificial hip and kind of lag behind. So I, yeah, I power yeah. walked, put yeah. the chairs down. You were being a good son. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So we got second row right in the middle of the second green. Ooh, that's pretty good. Really good. Yeah. And then 
the groups start coming through. And it was cold. It was, it, it was cool, but it was windy. Yeah. And when they had the pin over, um, on the shelf over on the left, no one was hitting the green. I think we saw 50 golfers and maybe only seven hit the green in two. It just, and let me, like, it just, the one thing I got an appreciation for just like how severe some of these like runoff areas are and just how difficult it is to get up and down from these places. Yeah. It's so, so tough. And like guys are bailing out left and right. If you were short side, it was running by the hole and it was great too. So I had somebody next to me who's been going for like 35 years and he was hit, like, he knew exactly where the ball was on the green. He's like, Oh, it's going to break right. He's going to make, he's going to miss right. And he was right every time. So, um, as far as like some notable moments I found, like when we were behind second green, uh, Tom Hoagie had an all world up and down from where the patients were. And so, one of the things you don't notice on TV, but you notice it on the ground, is where the patrons are sitting, they basically put down a kitty litter. It's like gravel. So it's not grass. And yeah. it's like paint, it's painted green. So if you're over there, you're hitting off of that, like onto yeah. the green. Like that's not great. That's not a good lie. You got stones and rocks and stuff like that. But Hoagie pitched it over a bunker and then spun it to like two inches. It was incredible. And even this is from like 35 yards away too. Like these guys are just fucking good. They're on just a different planet. Yeah, planet. Um, I saw Luke List in person miss a three footer for birdie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I <laughs> let out an audible gasp <laughs> that people definitely heard. Uh, that I'm the only one who understand what it's like <laughs> because I can't. Walk and my dad doubled me. He's like, "Why'd you do that?" I'm like, "It's just, it's just so perfect and on brand that you did that." Yeah. He, you have- he, Three putted from twenty five. He, he got so he got in the green in two. He was twenty five feet away. He put the putt about two and a half feet past the hole, and just the comeback did not sniff. Oh. It was bad. And I had him head to head against EVR in the oh, yeah. tournament, and they pushed. And yeah. if he just hit that putt, I would have won that. So thank you. <laughs> um. So there was, I think uh, our good friend Andy Lack broke some news that uh, Xander might have been tinkering with his swing mm-hmm. on the eve of the Masters, and that would have been very helpful information. Well, I can, I ha- I can report from the grounds that he, this was on Friday. He was plus two. He just he didn't play. I think he parred the, the second. He, he wasn't playing very well. Uh, off the green, though, he looked very frustrated, and he was doing air swings with his putter. Now. That's not great. Do, do what? Yeah, like so. Basically, he was practicing like you know takeaways and everything with his putter. Why? Because I think he was just lost. I, I think his swing, he just didn't have it at the Augusta. So that's that. I, I knew right there. I'm like, oh, that's not good. When you're when you're rehearsing takeaways and position with your putter, like that means you're you're searching, you're desperate at that point. So, and he was, I think, like he said, he shot 78 that day. It wasn't good. All right, so after that, we watched probably a bunch of groups. We we watched uh, all the main groups went by, and then we headed back to the clubhouse. We wanted to get a picture, which turned out to kind of be a mistake. That's what everybody ended up doing. If you want to get a picture, there's one area in front of uh, uh, Butler Cavern, and you basically wait in line. Um, do it on Saturday before all the groups go, like because you're just you're basically just spending an hour away from the golf course in line, just sitting there. Yeah. But we want a picture. It's the only place you can get it. You can't bring a camera in. It was nice. We had a nice picture together. Came back. Chairs are still there. We watched a couple more groups come through. We watched Tigers or uh, watched Tigers group come through. 
And then that was the time we hit the merch store, and that was a great decision. I was about to say, what a great time when Tiger's that, there. Yeah. So we watched Tiger go through, and then everybody just followed him. And we're like, we're going the other way. We did the Kansas City shuffle. You know, one way we're going to go that other way. So went to the merch store, and no one, no one gets that reference. It's 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 a uh, lucky number. Yeah, I know, I get it, but no okay. one else gets that. Well, anyways, deep cut. So the merch store is out fucking standing. Yeah, it's it's cool. oh, appreciate the merch by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah I, I got a bunch of merch and, and, and I, give it tools. I'll get to use tomorrow. There you go. I sent a fortune shipping. <laughs> which, of course you did. Which which I did not make you guys pay. You're welcome. I gratis. So let me say another thing too is like I forgot to mention. Uh, so we got breakfast too. The this is the most efficiently run organization in the country as far as like getting people through Chick-fil-A? lines. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They have bro. literal air traffic controllers in the bathroom telling you exactly where to go in the concession line. They cycle you through. It's a long ass line and you're in and out in probably like five minutes. Yeah, so that's, that's, Everything's that's, Chick- that's Chick-fil-A style. Okay. Fine. Then this is Chick-fil-A style in the merch store too. Same thing. They had really? overabundance of staff just waiting for you. And there's a ton of people and they're just cranking through. They're like, what do you want? What do you want? I want this shirt. All right. Done. Get it to you. Yeah. Fire through the line, and then they have a shipping department. They have. A, I actually was joking with a guy. It's a UPS store, and I asked him, "How does the PGA Tour feel about that?" You know, that <laughs> yeah. yeah, he laughed. He liked that joke. <laughs> um, but they have a shipping store. I walked right in, put in a big bag, shipped to my house, no problem. That was so convenient because you're not lugging around a bunch of. I bought nine hundred dollars worth of merchandise for people, so yeah, I would have been lugging that around. Didn't have to. <laughs> uh, we did that. We came back for lunch. Uh, the pimento cheese sandwich review. Disgusting. Delicious. Fuck You're an idiot. Disgusting. Pimento That's cheese right. is gross. Egg salad is gross. Egg salad is gross too. I wouldn't eat any of those. I didn't uh, realize there was a chicken sandwich that was available when you yeah. posed that question to me. I'd eat yeah. neither of those ever. All right. Disgusting. Well, it was good. I, it was worth it. I've had my fill though. I don't think I need our pimento oh, cheese. Oh, it's, oh, it's so good that you've eaten <laughs> one in your lifetime. And that's, that's, I had probably that. four over two days. Oh, okay. All right. It's the only thing. Yeah. Seems like, why um, did you try the chicken? Oh, the chicken biscuit I had for breakfast. That was delicious. Yeah, I would have just, I would just, I would just bag those up in my pocket for the rest of the well, day. Well, they were gone by the time it was 9 a.m. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the concession prices, yeah. as advertised, yeah. everything's like buck fifty, two bucks. Uh, coffee was a buck. Um, it was just great. I, th- like the controversy was in at the peach ice cream. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't miss yeah. it. Yeah. Um, all right. So then after that, uh, I, my dad was getting kind of tired, so I parked him on 18. Uh, so we moved our chairs there. And by then, it was weird. Like, nobody was on – nobody had set up on 18 yet. Right. So, like, we just got really close to the green again, and that was good. But he was tired. And I decided at that point, I'm like, all right, I got to actually see the property. I actually have to walk this golf course. I know. So, that's, the, that's the craziest thing. Yeah. Please so, explain to everyone. So what I did was I waited till about four four thirty. It was after the last group. Had, it was it was Scotty Scheffler's group actually. Quincy was the last group on Friday. So I waited for him to go through. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna buy a beer, and starting on one, I am just gonna go walk the course. Just take my time. And first thing, first of all, it was one. It's one of the top five things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, because absolutely. Not only because what the, the genius about doing that was. A, just walking us national. B, everybody was on the other side of the course, and I had the front nine and half of the back nine before I caught the leaders 
all to myself. It was just me and a couple other psychopaths doing the same thing as me who didn't want to watch the golf tournament. Just moseying around Augusta National. No one stopping you. I can go wherever I wanted. I mean, I, I, I had to stay in the walkways, but like right. I got as close to the greens as I wanted. I got right up to where the tee boxes were. I just took my time walking up and down the fairways, didn't have to wait for crosswalks. And I got a true appreciation of just how special this piece of property is and just how magnificent that Alistair McKenzie and Bobby Jones did to this thing. Like pushing it with like just plows and like horses and like just sculpting this land. Cause it was just, it was basically just a, a flout, like a, like a flower nursery. Yeah. They turned it into this place. Um, TV does not do it justice how hilly it is. And some of these greens are like, like you can't believe they make these greens like this. Like, so the first green, well, actually the first hole. So there is a huge valley in front of the first tee box that I guess I never really noticed on TV. But so like you walk down a steep hill and then you got to walk all the way back up it. So I walked to that, like, and I, I, I walked around, or walked near the bunker out near the right, something like that. Then I walked around the green. So the first green is if you miss right, like, like there's no place to miss it on this thing. You miss right, you have to pitch it over a giant mound down to a basin. And if the pin is on the left, then you got to get it up back into another mound the size of like a Volkswagen. And if you miss it left in the bunker, it is a steep face bunker with, again, you have to basically land the ball onto a Volkswagen hood or else it's going 30 feet down the hill. It's nuts. These greens are crazy. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And like, a lot of greens, like this. the fifth green, insane green with all the runoffs and like, it looks like they basically buried a minivan in fr- on the front left of that green. Like the a septic, six, like a septic tank in the back. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the sixth six green also had a giant septic tank in the back, right? God, that thing is like, I, and I saw some guys on Sunday because they put the pin back right. And because I walked around the green there, I was like, that is such a tough putt. Like it's literally two and a half, three feet of slope going up to the top shelf. You have to hit the shit out of it if you're there. And there's guys like 40 feet away, like doing it. And they come like six feet short. Like, that's a crappy putt. I'm like, no, that's actually a great putt. That's <laughs> so, like, like I saw a couple of guys, like I think in the, like when I was doing the video, like just try and go up and it just went all the way back. Right. Um, seven was as bad as advertised. That's the whole, I always criticize. It just doesn't fit. Uh, it's tree lined straight ahead. The green, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good pin positions you can put on it just because of like how narrow it is, where the shelving is, where the bunkers are. Like they need to do something to it. I don't know what, but something needs to change. I think they can maybe open up the hole a little bit. We'll see. Uh, eighth green or eighth, eighth, eighth hole. That's the par five that is very uphill, like extremely, like I didn't realize how uphill it was. So you land your ball in the fairway next to the bunkers. There are two 12-foot mounds right in front of you that you have to get it over. You can't see the green. You basically have to look at a pine tree and be like, all right, this is where I got to aim. And I just stood there and just like, wow. Like, And I like picture myself, like, how would I hit this shot? First of all, I'll probably hit it right into the hill. Uh, it'll bound somewhere. Uh, if you miss left, like... Top of like Lowry. Yeah, if you miss left, like there's a bunch of trees and two giant mounds to the left that again you got a blind pitch over. Uh and this is when I ran into a maintenance guy. 
And I decided to have a little conversation because there was a question I had that came up in our uh, little four-way pod with the Masters about yes. sub-air in the fairway. And I'm like, why don't I actually just ask one of these guys about it? So this is the answer. And the answer is it's a gray area. So there are areas of the fairways with sub-air, but it's only the low-lying areas where water can collect. It's not the entire fairway. Right. So basically what I think that one podcast is saying is partially true, but there is areas that are, that is sub-air assisted. And I actually ended up finding a couple. Like on nine, I found where the sub, sub-air was, like right down the bottom of the hill on the right. Where a lot of balls are feeding into, I found the sub air, but it's just yeah. in that one area. So I apologize for saying that was a ludicrous claim. It's not. <laughs> uh, it's not entirely true. Uh, and it's only certain sections of the fairway. And again, sub air can only do so much. It's still played really soft. Like I was actually like, like a maniac kind of like feeling the turf, like how soft this is. I'm such a golf nerd. So. But yes, there is actually sub air in certain parts of the fairway at Augusta National. Okay. Uh, also, on my walkabout, I have a Siwoo Kim story, which is I know it's going to pique your interest. Yeah, yeah, I I told you. But so a really underrated spot, and I didn't get to watch any action from there. But like I was able to sit on the six tee box, and what I didn't realize was from <coughs> excuse me the six tee box, you actually have a great view of sixteen. It's actually an awesome place to watch because you can see them play six and then you went to see 16. So Steve Kim was on 16 and he stuffed his approach shot. That was actually, that was the day the sewer sink got the hole in one, which side note, that was one of the bets I lost. I think going forward, now I realize they actually do two days with the funnel pin. Just bet hole in one on 16. Yeah. That's the second straight year. I think somebody had a hole in one on 16 that was not fun. Right. So just do, just do, all right. Regardless. So Seawood just stuffs it to like three and a half feet. Doesn't sniff the hole on the birdie putt. <laughs> Taps in. And I actually watched the Masters app because I wanted to see it. They cut off right after he tapped it in. About two seconds after that, he like turns into like, who was the Red Sox uh, submarine pitcher? He used to be a closer. Like Submarine pitcher? Allen, about- maybe Allen, maybe? Embry wasn't a submarine guy. Okay, you guys used to have a submarine pitcher. Anyways, like, this was like this was like back in the day, the submarine yeah, guy. Oh, he submarine <laughs> like rifles his ball ninety five miles per hour into the drink. I'm like, just perfect. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't have a cell phone camera to capture this for you. <laughs> I know. You lost your shit if you saw that live. Oh, I would have loved it. I absolutely. Yeah, I'm loved like, it. I'm like, this is why you <laughs> love. Me. So that was on my walkabout, and again, clearly I'm striking. I'm at the top of the hill, just meandering around, la di da di da. See that stuff. Uh, I found Bubba's spot on ten, where basically I was able to figure out because I've, I've seen the video hundreds of times. I was able to figure out like where the clearway was and like in relation to the scoreboard and the bunkers and everything. So I found the spot. <laughs> um, I know he had an incredible shot. I think on Friday that he was saying like was the best shot of his career. No, that shot in 2012 in the playoff is the greatest shot in history because I had stood in the spot and then I walked out to where he hit it. It is, if it's not a 90 degree turn, it's close. 
And I know being a lefty helped because you can really hook it, but holy shit. Like the fact that under pressure, just stone dead, by the way, um, he was able to hook the ball and keep the ball on the green too. Yeah. Just the greatest shot I've ever seen. It's just, it's, it gives me such a much more of an appreciation being there and seeing what he actually had to pull off to do it. It's, it's amazing. Um, so then I wandered over to the Amen corner. I started looking at a couple of the changes they did with 11. I did, I wasn't seeing anybody play it through. So I didn't love it, but there's more on that in a little bit. I had catching up and then I ended up, um, no one was on, uh, uh, an Amen corner. They were playing through. Uh, I finally caught to everybody. They were finishing up on 13. So I got to sit behind the tee box on uh, 12. And nice. part of the thing about Amen Corner, we didn't actually watch any live action down there, but it's such a small area, mm-hmm. and everybody goes there. That like it's good to see, but like I don't think it's actually like a great place to like hang out. Dude, people are getting people are getting pelted in the back of the head with balls on fucking well, yeah. 12 all week. Well, there's well there's that, <laughs> and like you're sitting behind the tee box, the green. It's the farthest way you can get from like all the players. Yeah. You're far away from 11. You're just watching the like, tee shot. That's all you're doing. Yeah, you're watching the tee shot, basically. And it was great. Like, I mean, it looks like every picture I've seen from, like, behind the tee box. I'm glad I got to see it, like, in my own eyes. Yeah. And, God damn, that's an intimidating tee shot. I don't know where the hell I would hit it. Um, I know where you're yeah. In the fucking water. Is where yeah, it, I'd be with Francesco Molinari. <laughs> uh, and I walked up 13, uh, and I finally caught up with the group. And then I started running into people. I didn't get as great of a view of 15 and 16 as I wanted to, and I screwed back up 18. But for about 13 holes, and through most of the holes I actually really wanted to see, I had Augusta National to myself. Fucking crazy, man. It when was, you texted me that, I was like, wait, what? You're doing what? You're fucking yeah. just walking by yourself? I'm just walking with a beer, Augusta National, no one around. Like, yeah. there, maybe, like, there, I maybe thought, like, passed by, like, maybe 10 people. Dude, I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred percent doing this. So I played Sawgrass. So I mean, I guess I really don't need to do it. But fucking, like, why wouldn't I do that on Sawgrass too? Yeah, but, go explore. Like, like, these are great golf courses. Like, and like, it's it looks so much different when there's no people, oh, not yeah. fighting for stuff. And like, another thing too is like, and uh, like, like you can follow groups, but sometimes at Augusta, like, if you get caught on the wrong side of the fairway, then you get trapped oh, and you got to yeah. double back. Yeah. Like the best part, like what I found is either like. If you want to walk the course, make sure there's no one around or just camp out in certain sites that we kind of did in the international. So, so overall, just my assessment of walking Augusta National, first of all, Tiger Woods is a goddamn hero for doing four rounds. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That thing, my dad was gassed. I was gassed and Tiger was just, you had pneumonia. Yeah. And I had pneumonia <laughs> and Tiger had a broken leg, like walking up and down those hills. Like, like, think about that too. It's not just walking up. Like, you gotta walk down. The like, down is the down is the bad dude. The, yeah. the down is the bad part when you're injured. Oh yeah. Like With, six, yeah. like even on six, you're same thing. You're walking down the hill and you gotta walk back up the hill. God, that's tough. Yeah, man. No wonder you feel like crap over the weekend. He was dead tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, looking at because I got so close to the greens and wa- like I walked around to like where you miss. I if you don't have a short game, I will never ever ever pick you the Masters. You have to have a short game. It is so, like, between just, like, knowing where to miss and knowing how to get up and down and just having creativity, because it can be done, but shit. Like, if you don't do it right, you are getting punished. Like, I, I will never pick somebody who has a bad short game to, to do well there. And we had a brief discussion about this. 
uh, on our four-way pod, Bryson is never going to win Augusta. No, it's Andy, too Andy thinks so. I don't think he will. No, it's too hilly. You really can't overpower the place. And just with how bad his short game is, like, I just don't trust him. And I know he was injured. I know it wasn't fair this year, but we have a lot of examples of really easy scoring conditions where it hasn't worked for Bryson and really top scoring conditions. It hasn't worked for him. He's not going to win. Like there has to be either he has to go back to what he was and fix some stuff or get rid of the single length irons, but it just, there's too many uneven lies. And like, he's a robot golfer. There's like Jeff Nagel has a great theory about Bryson. He does really well on flat golf courses because the same length irons, he doesn't have to change anything. But if you're on side hill lies, it's just, so tough. Um, what's, it, what's it like to be on flat spots in golf courses? Is that nice? I mean, it is nice. Yeah, <laughs> up in the north it is. <laughs> yeah, no idea. But, all right. So Saturday, we went back Saturday. Um, it was colder than the television made it look. And I'm from Rochester, New York, and I thought I could handle it. So I just had a pullover. I had, like, a couple layers underneath. I had my pants on. I, was, I thought it was fine. Nope. Pa- pants on are important, Steve. You can't go to the golf course. Well, lo- well long, long, pa- long pants on. <laughs> No box of briefs allowed in Augusta. Yeah, no, so long, long pants. Um, it was 55. The problem was there was no humidity. It was bone dry. My voice evaporated by 10. I was done. And I was cold. It was just bad. Really, really cold that day. Uh, I'm actually surprised the scoring was as good as it was, even though it was really bad. And I went like 14 and four on the round props. <laughs> um, Coffee sold out immediately. Uh, so did all the sweatshirts and they actually brought in more coffee for people. It was that cold. Uh, so the first thing we went to, so we got there at 70 and we parked our chairs behind 18 this time because we were going to kind of walk a little bit. Uh, we went down to two again, but we were going to bounce around a little more. Uh, we ended up bouncing next to the third green. That was good because we got to see guys play three and then actually play four. That's a good place to be. It's a high spot. You can also turn around go right back to two near the bunker and you watch guys hit approach us from the other way. You can see guys still play seven for the distance. Like that, that area just is, is a really strong place. We spent a lot of time there and I'm very happy we did. Um, and then we ended up, uh, you know, taking a little break. We went back up to the practice range. Uh, we watched some guys and I mean, it's an all world practice range. Like the greens are just as crazy as they are in the golf course. The bunkers are just perfectly manicured. I was watching Adam Scott hit effortless 40 yard bunker shots within four feet. Like it's just like, that's what I'm talking about. Like just like really good short game and experience in this place. Like he just knows like it, 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 he wasn't breaking his sweat. He didn't play that good, but like just something like that. And then I saw Victor Hovland and there was like seven guys <laughs> practicing bunker shots. And I'm like, I am watching this. I'm like, what <laughs> is wrong with you? Um, he's bad. He's a really bad bunker player. It looks uncomfortable. It looks mechanical. It looks like he knows that he's a bad bunker player. Uh, I think the closest he got was four feet and everything was running by or short. It's just, he has no confidence out of the bunker. And like, I understand that like, like at Bay Hill, I think like he needs like any, like, it, it, I'm still thinking like, well, he still finished second and he was awful out of bunkers at the yeah. Hill. He was second. I think what he needs is like ridiculously hard conditions where no one can get up and down from a bunker. But if it actually is a golf course where you actually have to do it, he has no shot. Like he's going to finish top 10 a lot, but I don't know. It's just that, that needs to get fixed. And that's a problem that has not gotten fixed in like, this is like amateur days. He's always been bad. Um, I talked about the elements. Saturday was pretty dead. 
Sheffler ran away with it really quick. Yep. He got up to, I think, 12, 11 under pretty quickly. He's up like six or seven. Uh, it was cold. There's no energy. Um, we yeah, you, said, you, said, you said you said you didn't hear the roars like you thought. You'd, you'd no, know. like it just I, I think just because there wasn't a whole lot going on and I just people just couldn't get up. It was that cold. Like we were just freezing. So listen, so so I live down here and I say, listen, when Florida's like thirty five and forty, I grew up in Boston. I lived in fucking Chicago. I did a winter in Iraq, which is insanely cold as well. Like, it does feel different. Like, it sits in your bones different. I think it's because of the humidity. It feels colder. Yeah, but it, it wasn't, really but it wasn't humid though. But it's always humid. But it's always humid down here. No, it was 30% humidity. It was bone dry. Yeah, it was still that cold. Yeah, it was freezing. It was <laughs> so cold. And the wind, the 30 mile per hour wind didn't help either. No, 30 mile per hour winds are not going to help. No. And I mean, those west winds didn't help at all. Um, so we ended up moving back to the ninth and 18th range to just camp out. Another great place to be because there's, it's basically on the side of the hill. So you don't have to be right next to the green. You just stand like up on the hill. You can see all the way down the fairway, see the green. Like there's so many good viewing opportunities at Augusta. It's just really good. Um, here's another criticism about the Masters. You have no idea what's going on in the golf course right. at any point. Right. So the only thing you have is there is one main leaderboard that they literally update with post-it notes of numbers. I know. That they had this le- la- guy on a ladder going back and forth with a radio. It it's, was, like, it's like the green monster. Yeah. And <laughs> I overheard a ton of conversations about what did this guy do? And I'm like, I know. You're sweating a matchup, aren't you? <laughs> I over the one guy. He's like, excuse me, excuse me. Hey, like you posted Adam Scott scoring 14. Can you tell me what Mackenzie Hughes did? I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm Scott, awesome. didn't you? He's like, oh yeah. I'm like, Scott's down like three. He's like, yeah, I need him to hustle the fuck up. <laughs> That's awesome. I got, I got you, buddy. That's awesome. Scott, I think he's. Did you tell him day. to listen to the golf gambling podcast? I should have. You should have. I was doing that I all, know, all, all like, over the place at TPC. That's so. <laughs> But what Augusta badly needs, the only thing on the golf course, so they have the big giant leaderboard that's also manually updated with like flashcards, but it doesn't update quickly. So you'll hear a roar and you're like, and you can tell by the roars exactly what stuff is, but you don't know who did it. Right. So we're like, what the hell is that? And like, so then like when they like, you know, Basically it's like a, it's like a it's like a worse version of the PGA Tour app. Yeah. So when they pull the card, they're like, all right, what happened? And then they put it down, and anytime Shuffler and Burger is like, oh, and they both, he's like, Ooh, okay, he's coming back. Ooh, all right, all right. Uh, it's also really depressing if you have a guy who you bet on on the leaderboard, and then he makes a bunch of bogeys, and they take him off. They oh, no. slide the same. God, that's that's so crushing. Um, okay. and then you're like, all right, who are they replace? I'm like, maybe somebody good, and it's just Christian Bazane, who you feel like shit. <laughs> so, um, and they also don't update it while guys are playing holes. Yeah, wait. So sometimes things like two behind, like without cell phones or electronic leaderboards or like just like a in piece ear radio to like have like Sirius XM or something, that would help a lot. But otherwise, like going to Augusta, and that's why I'm glad I didn't stay for Sunday. I actually flew home and watched yeah. the final round so I can actually like see what's happening. But that's the only bad thing. Um, I am leaving Dad again. I am watching. I want to see how eleven played out, yeah, uh, and I want to see a little bit how fifteen played out too. Yeah, so it's going to change. And then I started to appreciate a little bit more that what they did. So to recap, what they did, 
They took out a ton of trees and left. And actually, it was I got to a great point. Uh, I just stood right at the landing zone where they cleared the trees. So I got to see the guys hit the greens and, like, play both sides of the fairway. Got right up by the ropes, which is also good because then groups of people, like, coming behind me. Like, I didn't have to move. It was great. Um, what I realized is that this year, and the same thing with 15, too, some of those changes, we're not going to really appreciate them until we get better weather conditions, like either firmer conditions or no wind, because the ball just wasn't going anywhere. Like, nothing was running on 11 down to that collection area behind the trees, so guys are stymied. But I did notice that there is, like, a 10 by, like, 15 flat area spot that you really want to be in that's flat that is just left of the tree that you can actually go for the green. It's not a perfect angle to the green, but it's better than being on the left. The most optimal angle is being on the right, but if you run it through, then you got to get it under the trees. I get what they were going for. Uh, I think it'll be a little better maybe next year when maybe don't get the weather we got. Uh, I heard a lot of negative views about 15 uh, as far as the inflexibility of where they put the tee box and how it wasn't an exciting hole anymore. A lot of guys are making a three-shot hole, which is true. But, I mean, what do you want? What do you expect? It's high 50s, low 60s wind, or temperatures. The ball's not going. Uh, they lengthened it. It's soft. And there's a west wind in your face. You can't really judge. So I, I'm giving it a little bit of a pass. Um, and then we went back to 18. Uh, some highlights. Tiger walked past, uh, walked past, uh, us and did not look very good. Didn't look like he really wanted to be there anymore. He just fired, I think, a 78. Uh, Corey Connors hit the best approach shot of the day on 18, stuffed at 10 feet, and then almost four putted. Again, watching another guy on brand. That was great. He ended up, so he hit behind the pin. So anything, the, the greens were turned rock hard at that point. Everything was bouncing past. He ended up keeping the ball on the green. But anything going back downhill, they put it right near a shelf, and he blew up by the hole, and the ball just kept trickling and trickling and trickling. And it looked like he was going to stop, and then a little gust of wind came and just blew it all the way down 15 feet down. <laughs> uh, and then he ended up leaving about six feet short, and then he basically lipped the ball in for his three-putt. Um, Justin Thomas bogeyed the last hole to cash an over-round prop score for, or a round prop for me. Um, they actually say in the manual that you should not cheer any negative misfortunes or any golfers. I did that very silently because that was good for me. Um, Matthew Fitzpatrick looked pretty disappointed because I, I liked him last week or at the Masters. Um, he really blew it on Saturday. He had a chance to actually do well and I think he just played bad, but, uh, we have leaving early on Saturday. It was just too cold. We were, we were done. It was long days, you know, so we're done. So just overall, um, I promise I'm almost done. I know it's been really long. Um, <laughs> somehow this it's good info though, bro. It's good info. Somehow this exceeded my expectations. I think the great thing I appreciate is like, you, like I've been railing against like, just like watching TV coach and hearing stupid shit that people yell and like cell phones everywhere. And like, there's none of that. Like there's no phones. And what it forces you to do is just like, Enjoy take your time. Be observant, burn the stuff in your memory because you're not going to have any other opportunity to look back on it. The patrons were respectful. They were knowledgeable. Like they knew just like how the golf course worked. Like I talked about the guy who's been to like the mass for 35 years. And he just knew where every putt was. That was great to just pick his brain. Uh, the green jackets also do a really good job, like keeping patrons on a short leash. Like there was a yeah. couple of snot nosed, annoying teenagers who were just jabbering. <laughs> Why, are this, why, why, do, why do they get to go? Because their daddy's a lawyer. Their daddy's are, you know, a hedge fund manager. Yeah. So they went. And the Green Dragons are like, you guys need to pipe down or else you're out of here. And they piped down. 
Uh, and then just the last thing, like, um, so my dad, if, I, if you're listening to this, thank you for taking me. Uh, I'm really happy I did it with you. Just listen, like, I think any golf fan, like kid who like grew up, just they dream about going to the Masters with their dad. And I got to go with him. And we've been to a lot of really good sporting events, but this was just by far the best one. And I know it was a hard walk for you. I know that, you know, you were hurting, you were limping, but I got to go to the Masters with you, and I can always say that, and I'm always going to remember it. So thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that. So that's it. That's my Masters experience. That's awesome, bro, man. And it's great you got to do it with your dad, especially if you grew up, you know, watching the Masters with your dad. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, so that so like that wasn't my hustle, right? So I didn't pick up golf into my twenties. It was always socks Yankees for me, man. So uh, yeah, that's awesome. The, okay, uh, thank you. I'm glad for you, bro. All right. Well, after that, uh, maybe we'll skip a couple of segments that we had planned, and uh, maybe we'll just stop about the PGA odds. <laughs> All right. We'll All right. Okay. Why don't we take a break? Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right. So uh, listen, uh, it's a hectic time of year between weddings, graduations, spring sports. And more, we're busier now than ever. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. We can't just walk Augusta by ourselves like some special people. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that is made to chill. And listen, cold Coors Light is cold-lagged, cold-filtered, cold-packaged, and it's literally made to chill. It's a crisp, refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for the moment to unwind. And listen, when I need a moment to take a second to chill for myself, I reach for a beer that is made to chill, and it's you can get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Okay. Right. So what do you want to do? Do you want to go over a little power rankings, or you want to go right to PGA odds? We've been running, we're running long. We got our show due after this, so it's up to I mean, you, buddy. I mean, fuck, I mean, we, we get, to, let's do, do the power rankings. We can skip PJ. We get time. Okay. The future market blows balls anyway. All right. It kind of does. I, I, I wrote, I wrote an article where I kind of broke down. Yeah. Yeah. I read it right now. If you want yeah. to go look at it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Okay. All right. So why don't we go over like just, so I do a little composite ranking. Basically, I take 70% of a guy's long-term strokes gain, which is 50 rounds and 30% of their short term is 12. And I basically create a composite ranking. And this kind of just tells me who's playing really good right now, who's hot. Might faint a little bit. So here's the top 10 where we're staying right now. And there's a lot of surprising names on here. So tie for 10th. Song JM played really at the Masters. Did okay at the Heritage. He hit the ball pretty good. And Tommy Fleetwood, top 10. He's been playing good this year. You're on mute, by the way. You have a little uh, comment from the peanut gallery. <laughs> I said, I said he has been playing good this year. He has been. He had a, he, he's, I think he's got like six top twenty. Look at that! I bury the hatchet, and he all of a sudden he starts playing good. Yeah. Now he so hasn't weird. really been in contention, but he's just been like, if he's just been yeah. bending like top twenties, yeah. he's been solid. He just, man. he just cashed the top top ten for me last week. Yeah, he was good at Valspar. Like mm-hmm. he has the top twenty for the Masters. He's just been solid, man. Like. Uh, like looking over what he's been doing, t- like he's positive and off the tee and approach around the green and putting pretty good. Like this is kind of the Tommy fleet with like just all around solid, not a lead in one category, but just really good. I mean, shit, I'll bank on that. So, and then something's good. All right. Number nine, uh, the guy you broke the top 10 streak with Adam Hadwin, uh, sometimes T25 or something. Pretty good. Sucks. Okay. Oh, come on. You knew that was going to come to an end. All right, fine. All right, well, he's been really God, good. Goddamn Canucks. I know. All right, well, he's number nine. 
So I actually started doing this one thing I did over the bye week. I want to start looking at where a guy was two months ago, where his long-term trend was, and then what's the variance. And he is, so two months ago, he was only gaining over his last 50 rounds, uh, 0.1 strokes TA to green. He's now gaining 0.9 TA to green over his last 50 rounds. He has been murdering the ball, hitting the hell out of it. Iron play has been good. Positive, uh, off the tee too. He actually hasn't been all that, been putting all that great. That's kind of been a problem with him, which is weird. Now I wonder what's going to happen when he gets, you know, awesome, these favorite courses of his. Like he doesn't really have a great track record once you move him away from like Florida or like some of these overseas mm-hmm. courses, but we'll see. All right. Number eight, Patrick Cantlay, who finally got back things back on track of the heritage. Oh uh, yeah. Broke oh, yeah. my heart. He should have won that fucking tournament. That's the second time you should have won a tournament. That was Shane Lowry should have won that fucking tournament, by the way. Now, Shane Lowry should have won that tournament. Right. Smash. Right, you know, speaking on. of that, by the way, uh, Billy Horschel also, uh, so I had a top 20 at, bet on him. And he finished T21. Thank you for that, by the way. That's a zero of cash bet for me. But he also chipped in to the water on 14 and moving that bet. Yeah, I know. It's so yeah. funny how that happens. And, so you're not on social media, but Billy Hogue came out today and was like, listen, if you don't like me, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like I've been, I've been wanting people like me for 13 years and now I don't care. I was like, ooh, ooh. No, I saw that article. It appeared in my Google news feed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, Cantley's been one of the guys where like his stats were so insanely good two months ago that he was just due for natural regression. So he's regressing a little bit off the tees, regressing a little bit the irons, you know, around the green. He hasn't been putting all that great either, but you know, he kind of figured things out of the heritage. Maybe he'll go on another one. Uh, number yeah. seven, Will's Alex Horace just continues to be good. Yeah. Uh, play well at the Masters again. But Apparently, I bet, that's him, only, I, I bet him this week. Yeah. Apparently that's the only place he can putt, by the way. Uh, he actually has been putting reasonably well lately as two. He has around the green numbers have improved. Uh, ball striking still looks great. So he's there. Number six, Sam Burns, even though he missed the cut at, uh, um, at the yeah. Masters. A lot of his stuff is more like he had a really good fall and they had the lull and they had a really good period where he played well with the players. He won. So that still came in his ranking up. Number five, tie for fifth or tie for fourth. Rory McElroy. No. He's been playing good. Real good. He's been playing really good. Like, that was, that was, that was, that was good for him on Sunday, man. Yeah. So I wasn't there on Sunday, but my brother-in-law and his brother were actually on the 18th cream and that happened. No. Yeah, they loved it. Oh. oh, it was, it was, that's not, that was a high return. Otherwise, like the match was kind of a snoozer. Shuffler oh. kind of, you know, until he four punted to catch my, uh, over 276 and a half when he scored. That was great. That was a perfect handicap. And I, the gods paid me off. Like, you know what? You deserve it, Steve. He's going to four putt this. So yeah. Other than that though, like the back to back and Rory just looked genuinely happy too. Like that was, he knew he wasn't going to win, but like he yeah. had his moment there. It was like the monkey, like the monkey's off his back. I'm 100 percent betting him next year. Maybe, maybe. No, I'm 100 percent doing it. 100%. I mean, I, I mean, he's got a couple of major venues. He might be pretty good at. No, but the career Grand Slam, he needs the match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. And that was and like then, that. Now he feels free. Yeah, but like over his last 12 rounds, he gained 2.4 strokes to green. Like his iron play has been great. His scramble, he hasn't been putting all that great. Like that's the only thing kind of holding him back. But you know, that turns around, it's gonna be pretty good. And then Scotty Shuffler's fourth, but that's the asterisk. So it's missing the match play. Yeah. It's missing. Then he finished second of the Hero World Challenge. It's missing Mayakoba. Those are all top five finishes. And he had a bad fall, but his recent stuff is the second best of anyone on the PJ Tour over the last 12 rounds. Yeah. So 
He's just, whatever. It's fourth on the list. I don't really care. Number three, Justin Thomas, who seems agonizingly close to winning soon. Everything is firing right now. Even his putter right now is positive. That's turned around. Uh, He is not driving the ball that great. That's probably, that's one thing that's holding him back. But again, iron play's been good. Scrambling's been good. Finally putting well. He's had so many, like, good finishes. Like, he's going to win soon. So I noticed when we did the PJ odds, I found a 16 on him. I haven't bet it yet, but I kind of talked about this a little bit in the article. I think the fact that, and I'm not saying that Southern Hills is um, like a comp to Quail Hollow. I think Quail Hollow is a much more inferior golf course. But the fact that both the 2017 PGA and this one had deep penal rough, like deep Bermuda rough, I think that's going to matter. And JT won there. Maybe see a little bit of comps between the two. Like maybe maybe it's a little bit of that type of leaderboard. Okay. So he's number three. Number two, your boy that you just despairs, Shane Lowry. He just probably should have won twice already. Ugh. Been great. It's great. The Masters. Hot break. Uh, the turnaround with him is he's putting a lot better. He's been really good off the tee, even though he completely tanked on uh, Sunday. Yeah, off the he tee. topped the ball on Sunday, missed a fucking seven-footer. Missed, like, was, I don't want to talk about Shane. All right, okay. Let's move on. And then number one, your boy, who's made you the most money this year, Cam Smith. Cam Smith, yeah. Cam Smith's been just awesome, despite the fact he's been a dumpster fire off the tee. Really. <laughs> so bad. I feel like he hasn't been a good – there's, like, certain holes. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's, like, a – there's like that costs you. Yeah, 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 I know, but it's only like one or two a tournament. Like, other than that, he's fine. But that's the difference between winning and like finishing fifth no, or something. Yeah. But like, just when you're at, but when you're doing that and your average is just like, you know, that high. Yeah. You're going to do good. Like, he's turned into an elite iron player. Yeah. Like, really elite. Like, he's getting two strokes with his irons over his last 12 rounds. The scrambling actually, like, hasn't been all that good, but he's still just in this general. Is he's so good. Such a good putter. That's why. Yeah. And he's a great putter. So he's just saving himself there. Like, He's got to fix that off the tee game. If he does that, like, he'll win everywhere. All right. Well, listen, before, before we jump into uh, to anything else, uh, we got to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens. Or brought to you by Athletic Greens in, in their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole Full, full food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The blend of special agreements supports your gut health, your nervous system, and your immune system, and your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Basically all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And AG1 also supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Green is giving you a, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance and listen did you guys know that browsing online using your incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy that's right without the added security you might as well give away all your data to the hackers advertises your isp and other prying eyes that's why i use ip vanish to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet ip vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100 percent of your data that means your private details passwords communications browsing history will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands even your physical location will be holding IP Vanish makes you virtually visible online. It's that simple. You can 
you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. Whether I'm at home or I'm in public, I don't go online without using IP Vanish. And they are offering incredible 70% off for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for three, you mathematical geniuses. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That use promo code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. All right. Got anything else? I mean, what do you want to talk about? What? Second half of the year? Yeah, we talk about the second half of the year. Then we can uh, do our ad break and then... uh Close the show. You can go yeah. to the AMA. Yep. All right. So, like, just kind of reading over some of that list there, or just anybody in general you think, you know, that I haven't mentioned. I don't think who's anybody. Who's going to have a big second half of the year, you think? So, I was super high on fucking Burns coming into the year. Super high. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, he's the breakout. Scotty was the breakout. I had it wrong. Yeah. But I still think, I, I still think Sam can have a good year, man. Like I, like I told you, we're coming back from TPC. I was able to follow him around, and and like, oof, man, his swing is so fucking sweet. Like it's it's a sweet swing, and I don't know, man. Kid's got all the tools in the world. Will Z? He, I mean, is he finally gonna get his first fucking win? He's got to, right? At some point, I I think so. He's been playing. I mean, all this stuff looks good. Like finally, his putting and like around the green games like is acceptable. Yeah, it's it's probably gonna be time soon, and I think. Dude, the way Cantley looked this past weekend, going on some bent grass surfaces, moving forward, I think I think old Leatherface is going to come back and at least get one or two wins. Yeah, he hit the ball like I mean that was, I pegged him for the heritage. I mean, unfortunately, he was Andercurs. He was he was on my shadow betting card. I know, <laughs> but um, he hit the ball because everybody's saying, all right, he finished well, like, T thirty, the Masters didn't do anything. He hit the ball awesome, but he like he lost like five strokes putting on Saturday, yeah. Yeah. and then he hit the ball great again at the heritage and just. It just didn't fall his way. I mean, you got a Dude, bad that shot. That shot he hit on fucking 17 was a That's thing it. of beauty. I thought that was in the marsh. Yeah. What? No. I know. I thought it was. Oh. I was going last. I thought <laughs> it was. And it, I was well, like, oh, my back. God, land on the green. Yeah, it, it came back. Beautiful. Oh, it was great. And then just went for the green on the playoff, and he got a bad line in the bunker, and then Spieth hit an incredible bunker shot. It happens. So. He's doing Spieth. <laughs> Fuck know. you, Tommy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What do you think of that, by the way? I mean, we've been saying he stinks for two months, and like his, apparently he doesn't. Apparently he doesn't. Apparently we are stupid, and that pre-shot routine actually works. Worse. But he he lost like a billion strokes putting still. That's not the pre-shot routine. So apparently that shit's working. Like, and the, the, and well, the putting's gonna come back because it's speed. So yeah, but it, then like the ball strike is gonna go away. Like this is a cycle with him. He did this exact same thing in 2018. Yeah, I know. Like, I God, like, put it all together, man. Then he can win the Grand Slam or something for real. Dude, he really could. Like, he, it's like, think about it. Like, how many little, how many little, how was that on a foul? Um, <laughs> how many little bunnies, uh, did he miss? Like, he probably wow. should, could have won this tournament by what, two or three strokes at least? Without yeah, a playoff? He, yeah, missed a, I mean, he missed an 18 inch putt. I don't even miss 18 inch putts. Eh, you probably have before. Uh, maybe. Okay. All right. So, do you think speed, all right. We, I mean, we didn't talk about the PGA, but like, so speed with like, I don't like him as a course. Yeah, but like Augusta National Comps and Colonial Comps. Yeah, why not? Oh, I thought you said you don't like him. Okay. No, I don't I, like I, him here. How is it like Augusta? Because it's undulated, uneven lies, bent grass greens, tight greenside surrounds, deep bunkers. It's, it's, basically, it's basically Augusta National, but with deep Bermuda rough. Deep Bermuda rough, right? 
Yeah, but he's driving the ball well. Yeah. Yeah. That's know. that's the only thing. Like that maybe like he's on my radar. Uh, I think oh. his I think his odds are like twenty two to one right now or something like that. So well, wait for um, the drift a little bit. Yeah, uh, well I don't think he's gonna drift. I think he's gonna go down. Do you think so? Yeah. I think once the word gets out about what exactly this golf course is, I think people are gonna steam up. Um as far as guys I have an eye on for a big second half. I think Corey Connors is going to win a tournament. Yeah. Like uh, he's like putting that. better. His, uh, his around the green numbers are actually net positive now. <laughs> Insane. It's good. Yeah. Um, still a great ball striker. Yeah. The iron play actually hasn't been all that great, like elite, but it's still great. Like, it's still right. good. He's been killing off the tee too. I think he's going to win a tournament again. Um, Matt Kuchar has actually been playing well. He's, he's got like three straight, like top 15 finishes. He does. He does. He and really does. He's he played well. He almost won. I mean, he, he was a stroke out of the playoff of the Heritage. Yeah. Well, yeah, that. And then, and then the only reason he fucked up in Valero or whatever, what the one where he had to go for the green and two to try to give himself a playoff opportunity he ended up in the creek. So yep. yeah, I mean, he was right in it there too. Um, Hideki looked good at the Masters coming off the yeah. neck injury. I think he's live for. Southern Hills as well. Okay. I don't if, hate I, that. if I'm going with the angle of like, maybe this has a similar setup as like Quail Hollow. He's been great there. He almost won the PGA. Yeah. I mean, I th- like, I think Hideki is someone who we're going to be looking at his Wikipedia page. He's got multiple majors. Oh, so absolutely. Why, so Definitely. why not it be this year when he's already won the Zozo and the Sony and he yeah. looks healthy at Augusta except for one bad day. Yeah. I think that's someone to definitely take a look at. Like that. Like that. Um, other than that, though, like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what to make of Xander right now. I saw a 32 on him to win the PGA. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Collins making tweaks with his putter. I'm always fine with Colin. Man. Yeah, I guess. Um, Horschel, like, he's continues to play well. Like, I'm worried about him at St. Andrews, maybe. Because that's going to be like a that might be a putting contest. Yeah, I don't know. And DJ's kind of lurking again. I like DJ. I, I know he played shitty at the Heritage, but just overall, like he's not driving the ball well. That's going to get fixed at some point. Everything else looks pretty good. Yeah, I I I really like DJ for Southern Hills. I don't know I think, why. Yeah, I think he's over twenty. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I already expected that. I mean, that seems like it's like it seems like he should have won a PGA by now, right? Like uh-huh. those golf courses are made for him. Yeah, and, well, he, did he, he, he lost the he lost the one for the stupid fucking penalty, right? Wasting straights, and then he fucking three putted on day two well, green. That, that was the same tournament. That was US Open. Right? That was US Open. Oh, that was US Open. That's right. That's right. Uh, he almost won Beth Page no. at PGA. He was fifty four hole leader at Harding Park. No. There were a couple other PGAs he probably should have won too. Uh, oh, yeah. At Whistling in 15, he was the 36-hole leader, and, like, he just had a bad Saturday and then shot, like, a 65 on Sunday, like, like nothing. So yeah. he should have won that. And he was out dolphin fishing with his brother and Paulina this weekend after he missed the cut. Maybe he's in good mental space. Let's go. Okay. All right. I don't think he's going to play again until he's not. the PGA. I mean, you got Wells Fargo, which is a TPC pub. We got kind of, like, a yeah, weird a schedule zone. coming up. Yeah. So we got Mexico Open, which I'm going to – I'm halfway done my article – for, that's going to all come out before I go on vacation. Uh, I actually do hole by hole to show you exactly what it is because finding information about this thing, either it's all in Spanish or there's just nothing. So I actually went to go I'm to just work. terrified. I'm just terrified of the one bridge to get into the golf course. Yes, there is one bridge to get into. One bridge. Yes. How uh, many people are going to die? I don't know. 
Over, so. over under 65. I can make a really insensitive joke right now, but I'm not going to. Okay, please do. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> um, God, where was I? Yeah. So finding information about this place has not been easy. So I just ended up like, I couldn't even find routing on it. So I kind of just recreated from the scorecard just what it was. So I figured out what the yard is going to be, how it's going to play. I'll talk about that. I'm also going to record a podcast, uh, before I leave. So is that the Wells Fargo championship is not at Quail Hollow this year. The TBC Potomac. That's only had two tournaments before. So again, kind of a new course. Great. Uh, the last time they had it was the Quicken Loans National, which, uh, Molinari ended up winning. And then he ended up winning just everything, everything. after that. <laughs> um, and then we have, uh, AT&T Byron Nelson at, uh, Craig T. Nelson Ranch. Uh, the really bad golf course in Texas that was awful. Yep. They occasionally won last year. Or so, and then we have the PGA. That's so it's kind of weird the next couple of weeks. So, all right. Um, all right. Why don't we take one more break and then we'll wrap up the show. All right. So listen, uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about stable duel. Listen, there's never other things to gamble on. And the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is, is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out stable duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as 40K with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data uh, to build your best strategy, and it's free to download over StableDo.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at all tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and stop building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables, and we can compare our own stats. Download this download now over at StableDo.com. See how many winners you can pick in your stable and see you in the winner circle. Play, race, and win. And, of course, Prop Swap. The NBA, NBA playoffs are set, and Prop Swap is where betters find the best odds to turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. Go to PropSwap.com or download a free PropSwap app today, and they got fantastic features like filtered listed ticket values where you can see the best values, a free activity feed so you can stay in the know when all the hot deals are on sale, and, of course, loyalty rewards program for your you turn extra bonus cash uh for all your ticket sales and of course the first deposit cash match when you use promo code sgp on your first deposit and props off will match your deposit up to 500 dollars with promo code sgp so join the real sports betters on prop swap it's where america buys and sells sports bets all right fuck you Kyrie. just put it out of bounds let's go there you go all right so that's it for part one yep which is going to drop tonight if you're listening to this. Uh, we're going to do part two, which is probably going to come out tomorrow afternoon. If, yeah, uh, drive so time. Thir- so Thursday afternoon. Uh, we opened up some questions to our listeners. You guys provided actually some really interesting questions. That's why we had to break this up into two parts because I think it's going to be some really good banter and hot takes between us. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to breaking down some of these questions with you. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's going to be good yeah. stuff. It's going to be fun. This was a fun episode. Thank yep. you for, it was kind of nice not breaking down DraftKings for a change. Oh. It was kind of just banter about golf. I know you guys kind of like it. We kind of get into each other and like, you know, like go back and forth. So that'll be the, that'll be the next episode. Well, they were really going to do that. That was mostly <laughs> me talking this time, but it's nice to have a voice again. Uh, it's nice to yeah. actually talk to you guys and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, see you shortly in the next episode. That's it. All right. So, uh, go, uh, go read Steve's article, uh, that he was just referencing for the new course that we know nothing about. Uh, he's already breaking down, uh, for whatever they're calling 
the course in Mexico. That shows my preparedness. Uh, you know where to find me, <laughs> Boston underscore Gapper on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to go take uh, a nicotine break, and then uh, we're going to come back for our AMA that you guys will have uh, in your feed later on. And uh, I don't know. There's no break in the books this, this week, I guess. Go bet Billy Ho. Whatever. Yeah.